Welcome to Tarang, a community of teachers and students from various wellness backgrounds sharing their journey and their experiences. Joining us today is Jamie Knox, owner at Burning Sage Yoga, an Ayurveda influenced yoga studio in Asheville, North Carolina. She offers yoga classes and Ayurveda consultation. As an Ayurveda health counselor, she can get you back in balance by adjusting your diet, activities, and herbal recommendations. She also divides her time as a local playwright. Her play, The Education of Ted Harris, won audience pick in 2019. We, are, we have so much to cover today, Jamie. Thank you so much for joining us today on Tarang. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Let's first start with Ayurveda. Can you tell us how you learned about it and where did you study? Yes, so I was living in Los Angeles and I was in my early 20s and I was studying yoga and I just um, had a friend and I just thought she was so cool and she was studying to be an Ayurveda practitioner and I learned all about the doshas and was fascinated by it. And then at least 10 years later, I um, went, I studied it. Yeah, decided to go to school for it. So spent a long time not studying it. <laughs> nice. Uh, so can you tell our listeners what they can expect when they come to your place for consultation and where do you offer the consultation? So the first time we meet, we sit down, it takes about 90 minutes. Um, you get to take a little quiz to find out your constitution. And basically, we discuss what your goals are, what your imbalances are, and um, I set forth a treatment plan to put you back in balance. And I can meet in person. We can um, meet at a neutral location or um, at the client's location or my location. Or I also offer virtual consultations as well. And the only drawback to that is that I can't um, read their pulse but everything else I can pretty much do. Yeah, yeah. And I know earlier you talked about doshas. So can you tell our listeners what that is for those who are not aware? Definitely. So Ayurveda is this ancient science of health and wellness. And within the, their, the belief system, the science, there are three body types and we all have all three of these different body types within our own. Um, the first one is, if you think of like a spectrum, one end of the spectrum is called vata and the vata body type or constitution really is what it is. It's, it's, it contains um, air and ether. So someone that is predominantly vata or um, has a vata imbalance might find themselves um, feeling spacey, you know, kind of like their head is in the clouds. They may suffer from um, dryness. Um, moving too fast, thinking too fast, anxiety, not being able to sleep, constipation. Um, and so that's the, and again, we have all three. And so you could have those um, experiences and still be a different dosha. But then if you think of the spectrum, the middle dosha is pitta. And pitta people or people that are um, have a pitta imbalance, that could show up like, um, getting angry easily or hangry, um, sweating easily, red under the skin, trying to get everything done on that to-do list until you know it, it exhausts you. Um, and 
any kind of burning fire quality. Pittas are made of fire, so fire and water. So things like acid indigestion or diarrhea, things like that. And then kaphas are at the other end of the spectrum, and kaphas are made of earth and water, and they move more slowly, and they, they don't like to be rushed. Um, they tend to have more heaviness in their body, and more congestion. They can tend to um, lean more towards um, depression or even hoarding, as opposed to like anger and anxiety. And so that's the basic of the three. And my job is to balance them so that you're your, your best. So do you offer just um, medicinal advice, diet as well with that? So diet is a big one. Lifestyle is really big also. And then I'll do some like herbal recommendations. But usually just adjusting your diet and lifestyle makes a huge difference. True, true. Now, how has Ayurveda personally helped you? So I um, tend to be an anxious person. I'm anxiety prone. So even though I'm not vata predominant, um, I tend to go out of balance. That dosha anyway goes out of balance. And so Ayurveda has really helped me to stay balanced. I know what to do to avoid um, general anxiety, which can lead to greater anxiety and things like um, panic attacks or even phobias, you know. Um, if you can control your general anxiety, then you can um, stay calm and stay grounded. And then also there's a sort of um, appreciation that I am how I am, you know, like I'm, I am a pitta kapha, that's my dosha. And so that's not going to change. And so the, what I can do is balance that and be just so happy, go lucky with who I am. And that's really nice. Absolutely. And it's good that you have the knowledge to balance your diet and everything around it too. Well, I feel like in a world where women especially are told to be a certain size or to change the way they look, the way they feel, what they what they're doing is wrong, you know, we're we're taught that, you know, so that we can, you know, make money for our society. And like, you know, that's not necessary. You know, we're, we're beautiful and amazing and don't need to make these huge changes and turn ourselves inside out to be something we're not. Absolutely agree with that. Yes. Now you refer to your uh, yoga studio as an Ayurveda influenced yoga studio. Can you explain that a little further? Yeah. So the yoga that I teach is just catered to whoever's there. So I can pretty much tell the constitutions, the doshas of the people that are that are practicing with me. And so I'll make some adjustments um, based on what I know is best for each dosha. So you may hear something like, um, if you are quick to anger, do this pose instead. Um, or if you are feeling anxious today, do this pose. If you're lethargic, turn your palms up. If you need to be grounded, turn your palms down. So just little things, little adjustments, just help um, balance whatever may be flaring up within that person. Nice, I hope I hope the students listen to those cues that you are giving and kind of take that home with them as well. Yeah, they do. I mean, and everyone seems to be okay with not doing exactly what everyone else is, is doing in class. And I mean, that's the way it should be. Right, we, you're not the same body type as your instructor, and so why should you be doing exactly the same thing? Absolutely, 
agree totally um so can you now let's move on to theater can you ta- tell us about your journey as a playwright uh did you study in a specific genre i got into playwriting when i was in graduate school and i was studying to be a professor i was studying theater history and um i did an independent study and you know i just asked my professor if i could write a play and i did and then i just didn't stop and when i moved here the theater world opened up to me and i did a lot of stuff on stage and i was like you know what i want to get my the plays that i'm writing out there also and it turns out ashville is like this great mecca of um supportive theaters for like up and coming playwrights and so i've had shows produced and read and i've been commissioned to write it's been really i'm it's so humbling it's so cool how supportive this town is towards artists i've never seen that before anywhere else that i've lived wow so you talked about commissioning i know mars hill university recently commissioned you to write a radio drama and then you have two new collaborations coming for 2021 yes so i'm um i'm writing something for fringe ashville fringe which is in january and i think i'm actually going to be in it as well and that's a collab- collaboration with another writer in town and then i have right after that um a sort of it's like a hike and play which is really cool people are going to hike and then stop and watch a scene and then hike some more and watch a scene and i think they get to choose their own adventure i don't know i haven't written it all yet <laughs> so um but then i'm also going to be on stage um next year for a couple of different um productions wow wow now can you tell our listeners about your um audience pick play the education of ted harris a little sure so it it's basically was inspired by the the gray area that is around sexual consent and um how we how it's easy to um overlook the nice guy when it comes to something like that and how um you know it's possible that when you're you're young and you're in a situation you may not know the right words to say because stop may not be accessible and so it's actually kind of a comedy <laughs> but um the rug is kind of pulled out from under you at the end because um they saw they saw what happened between them in two different ways and so it's a really it's really a look at the gray area when the lines are blurry you know and how do we approach that and how do we talk to our our girls and our boys about that wow so does a play like that keep coming back do you bring it back to theater <clears throat> So, I mean, my dream is to have it produced all over, um which is really hard right now in the pandemic. There there's really no point. Um once it has a world premiere in Asheville, other Asheville theaters aren't necessarily interested in putting it up. They would like to have a world premiere of of something. But other cities and towns and and colleges would be wonderful because it's right in that age group. Um So that's what I really like to do is get it, you know, on stage at different universities because it's really important, you know, on the college campus. It's a very very important topic on the college campus. Absolutely agree. Yeah, I hope it's provided and it's available to both the male and female students on college college campuses. 
Um, now, can you tell us why it is important for you to have Ayurveda-based yoga and theater also in your life? Well, I think that I think that if I was just doing yoga, and teaching it, and um, working and acting as a, a healer, then there would be a part of me that is missing. The, the creative outlet that I need is would be missing. And I feel like if I was just doing theater, I would be a mess. <laughs> and so I need the I need the yoga to balance balance me out and the Ayurveda to, to keep me grounded. Um, you know, because I know me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good that you have the knowledge of, you know, body awareness, yoga, Ayurveda, everything, because you are juggling not only a studio, a theater, but you also have a toddler. So that's quite the balance act. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> they said it was hard and it's hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've all been there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, can you tell us what, what does your personal practice look like? What do you do on daily basis? So I do, um, I have a asana practice daily, um, which is really cute. My daughter um, gets our yoga mats out for us and she, she gets into her down dogs and, um, you know, I'll be in down dog and she'll say meditate. So I'll get, get in the meditate position and then I'll try to meditate and then she'll say down dog. And so we'll kind of go back and forth like that for a while. Um, oh, she said namaste today, which was, and she did her hands. It was so cute. Um, but Let's see, you asked me about my personal practice. Oh, and so then, um, so asana is, is daily. I would say um, the spiritual journey with yoga. At first I thought that was constant, but I think I, I, think I go on and off with it. I really do. And I think I'm, I'm, I know you're always on the, the journey, right? You're always on the path, but sometimes it's definitely easier than other times. But I at least try to get my body moving and connect to my breath and take myself upside down every single day. Nice. That's great to hear. <laughs> yeah. I have an alarm set on my phone at, that goes off at noon that reminds me to go upside down every day. Nice. <laughs> now, ask all our guests that come on the podcast what their favorite poses and why they like to practice it. All right. Well, mine is wild thing or star, which is not, um, it's not really an advanced pose. Um, it's, it's pretty much a gentle pose, but it makes me feel so, so free when I do it. it I get a tiny little back bend. Um, and it's, it kind of is a throwback to my dancer days. So it makes me feel like I'm like in Cirque du Soleil or something. <laughs> nice. It's a very opening pose too very opening yeah yes yes and uh, now can you tell our listeners if they're curious where they can find your yoga classes and if they have questions related to ayurveda or about theater or acting where they can connect with you yep they can find all things yoga and ayurveda at theburningsage.com whether they are a student or a teacher or a business looking to host yoga at their location and um, for my theater stuff, it's at J, the letter J, Knox Creative. 
Okay. And both websites connect to each other. So you can go to one and go to both of them. Perfect. And you also offer classes right now somewhere, right? Yes. Uh, right now I'm teaching at One World Brewing um, in West uh, Hollywood, West Asheville on Haywood Road and on their outdoor stage, which is nice. It's really lovely. It's a beautiful practice. That's Sundays at 11 and Tuesday mornings at 9.30. And in the new year, there will be more classes on the schedule there and other places in Asheville. Okay. And will they be able to find that even on the One World Brewing website? They'll be able to find One World classes there. Mm -hmm. And then of course on my website also. Yes, great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jamie, for joining us. And thank you everybody for listening. And make sure to check out her website, theburningstage.com. And it was a pleasure chatting with you today, Jamie. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Vanita.